I hear a lot of confessions as a priest, especially here at St. Joseph's, and especially during the season of Lent, this week in particular. I was in the confessional for a very long time, uh, five hours just on Wednesday alone. And a fairly common thing that I hear from time to time is someone saying something along the lines of, you know, Father, I, I really struggle with judging others. It's a very common thing that I, that I often hear, and it, it can be a familiar thing that we struggle with and can even feel like a universal thing to all of us. We could say that judging others is part of that animosity that has entered into humanity after the fall of Adam and Eve. We often don't exercise the kindness and the mercy that is certainly expected of us, but instead we resort to judging others and looking down on them. But at the same time, when we judge others, it's often a reaction to something that genuinely does annoy us, or in some circumstances is a reaction to us seeing something that is objectively wrong. So how do we strike a balance? How do we balance judging others? Is there even a right way to judge? We get the answer in our gospel today. It's quite a memorable one, one that we all know quite well. It's this woman caught in adultery. And specifically, the scribes and Pharisees say she was literally caught in the act. There probably wasn't a trial necessary, quote-unquote. They had all the evidence they needed. The Pharisees bring this woman to Jesus. And they say to him, the law says that she ought to be stoned. What do you say? And obviously it was meant to test him and to put him into a precarious situation. Because the Pharisees see evil in this woman, and yet Christ looks at her with love, and looks at her with mercy, and in the same time chastises the Pharisees for their judgment. Christ does not condemn her to a painful and very shameful death, but offers her a path forward for redemption and for healing. This gospel reminds us, brothers and sisters, that we are more than the sum of our actions, both the good and the bad. We're more than the sum of our actions. We're far more complicated than our actions might make us out to be. And in this situation, the Pharisees were making a judgment that in Christ's view extended too far. They were judging too much or their judgment extended beyond their purview. Now make no mistake about it. Christ was on the same page as the Pharisees with them in condemning her adultery, condemning her actions. Let there be no doubt about that. And even all throughout the Gospels, Christ is not afraid to call sin a sin. And he identifies evil deeds. He identifies evil for what it is. He calls it out. Not just in this situation, but time and time again all throughout the Gospels. Christ judges actions many, many times. And we must also judge actions, brothers and sisters, or else we don't know how to act. It's important that we make this distinction. We must judge actions or else we don't know how to act. But the Pharisees' view extended to judging the person, 
to judging this woman's soul, to judging her interior. And that is a realm that is up to God and God alone, no one else. Therefore, the Pharisees' judgment was sinful rather than righteous. Because in judging the soul and in judging the interior, the Pharisees let there be no room for mercy. There was no room for repentance. They were writing off this woman quite soon and quite quickly. There was no room for conversion and no room for growth. But thanks be to God that God does not judge in the same way that these Pharisees do. God leaves room for repentance for us. He does not write us off, praise be, praise be Jesus Christ. We can look at the example even in recent years of that woman, Abby Johnston, that woman who's the subject of the movie Unplanned, someone who you could literally say was caught in the very act of abortion. She even had to herself. Thank goodness for the mercy of God, for the mercy of those volunteers who met with her in Texas and embraced her and welcomed her home. Even a couple years later, after her conversion to the pro-life cause, she and her family even converted to Catholicism. What a beautiful example of go and sin no more. So we see in Abby's life, and even our own lives, that our actions are closer to one and done. Uh, than, than they're closer to one and done things. They, they happen, and they're either right or they're wrong. But people can grow in holiness. People can convert and grow toward life. Even St. Paul experienced this. You know, there was so much in his past that he had to come to terms with, so much in his past that he had to confront when he converted to Christianity. No one in the New Testament does a better job of confronting their past like St. Paul does. And so how does St. Paul describe this inner turmoil that he has over his sinful actions? We get it in our second reading today. He says very simply, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. Thankfully, that is how God looks at us too. It should give us hope that Paul and people like Abby Johnson can repent and be given unconditional mercy and love. For we can do the same thing too. Now, each and every one of us does commit sin. I feel fairly comfortable in saying that. Each and every one of us does commit sin. No one is immune from falling into temptation, and no one is perfect as Christ was. None of us would have been able to have thrown a stone at that woman on that day chronicled in our gospel. But just because we are sinners, it doesn't mean we cannot acknowledge sin, for we absolutely must whether it is in others, but most especially, we must acknowledge it in ourselves. And this can be hard, because we don't like being told that we're sinners. No one likes to. You know, the attitude of our world is, I'm fine, I'm not doing anything wrong. Don't tell me what to do. Who are you to judge me? But we must acknowledge sin within ourselves, brothers and sisters, because that's what the Pharisees were not able to do. They were prepared to condemn this woman without the reckoning of their own lives that they so desperately needed. 
to renounce their own sinful actions if they were going to be able to look God in the eye and say that they condemned this woman. So if we are to judge rightly, not like the Pharisees do, we must first renounce our own sinful actions. That is the first step we have to take. And so when Christ says to this woman, go and sin no more, what does this woman do? She doesn't complain that Jesus is judging her actions, telling her that she's a sinner. No, she, she admits it tacitly. She admits that she has committed a grave sin and admits her guilt. But hidden in that line of Christ is a great deal of mercy. I do not condemn you. Christ exercises judgment of our sinful actions, but has great mercy for the sinner. If there is a right way to judge in this world, that is it. So brothers and sisters, may we never be afraid to acknowledge sin as sin, to see it for what it is, to call those struggling with sin to conversion, to repentance and atonement. But let us never close the door to conversion, for we are blessed with a God who has shown great mercy to all sinners, including us.